0: hi Hi. welcome to the government podcast with your host sophia garcia and taskin arisha tune in as we interview those affected by childhood cancer gather perspectives and help others find comfort in their expertise
1: today we'll be talking about cancer stages so the reason why i wanted to do this is because i feel like a lot of people do not know exactly um, what cancer stages are. We usually hear that someone is in stage four cancer, stage one cancer, but we never exactly know what stage one cancer means, what makes stage one cancer stage one cancer. And also a lot of times we don't actually know um how these stages are determined, what tests are for, performed. And I feel like um, if we have a better understanding of them, we know what treatments um people who have cancer need.
0: Yeah, I agree. And also just like because we're an educational podcast, I feel like it's important that we touch on these topics so people listening can learn more. And also because we're making sure that the information that we provide is from trustworthy sources and it can help to um, clear out, clear any misconceptions about cancer stages and what they are and also like how they're staged. And also we can just provide our audiences with like trustworthy information that they may not be able to find on their own. So I guess, um, what did you think about cancer stages like before you did any research?
1: Um, So I didn't know a lot about it. I think I only knew the idea that there's stage one cancer, stage two, stage four, and that stage four is really bad. While stage one, you have like some sort of, um, like you have some sort of hope. But I think from my research now that I've done, um, I'm starting to realize that there's a lot more into like, the stages of cancer and that there's many tests that have to be performed and like you're not necessarily doomed because you're in stage four cancer there's always some sort of hope and um because um you know that you're in stage four cancer or stage one cancer whatever stage you are you have a better chance of um talking with your doctor and finding the best treatment possible for you
0: yeah i also didn't know that much like besides just that there are stages one through four Um, and before doing the research, I kind of thought, like, as you said, that stage four was uncurable. Like I thought that at that point, um, it couldn't be cured just because of all the like different stories I'd heard of, of people with stage four that like, unfortunately passed away. So I kind of assumed that it was uncurable at that point. And I also, um, thought that most cancers were found like later on because I knew that cancers could be in the body, like for many months or years even, So um, that's why there's different stages. That's why like most of them are found like later on. Um, And I also wasn't sure, I hadn't heard of it before but I wasn't sure if um, stages of cancer were used to describe childhood cancer. But with my research, I found that they um, are because all cancers are described in stages. So yeah. Um, One of the things that I found um,
1: during this research that I found interesting was how they determine whether or not what the stage you're in. And it's called the TNM um, system, which is um, they, the team measures how large the tumor is and where exactly it's located. And um, it tells you if it's spread to any other places. And then M is when they determine whether or not it's spread to any organs or any other tissues in other parts of the body. Have, did you find any other um, sources or like any other ways that doctors seem to measure what stage of cancer?
0: Yeah, I also found TNM. And then I also found like different terms like grade, um, which was meant to describe how much cancer cells typically look like, um, look like typical healthy, can't not sorry, how cancer cells look like typical healthy cells. Um, So there's like a pathologist, which is a doctor that specializes in evaluating cells, tissues, um, and organs to diagnose disease. And the pathologist will compare cancer cells or cancer tissue to healthy tissue um, by looking under a microscope to kind of determine um, whether or not the tissue is cancerous. Um, And pathologists will also like look at healthy cells and what that healthy tissue kind of looks like. Um, It contains many types of cells that are grouped together. And um, I also found that if the cancer looks like healthy tissue and has different cell groupings, it is called a differentiated or low-grade tumor, while if the cancer looks very different from healthy tissue, it is called a poorly differentiated or a high-grade tumor. And I also found um, biomarkers, which are also called tumor markers. um, And they're just like substances that are found in higher-than-normal levels in the cancer itself, or throughout the body or tissue in people with cancer, um, and both biomarkers and grade can help predict how quickly the cancer will spread, um, or also how likely it is to spread. And then the last thing I found was just tumor genetics, which is how researchers have found ways to figure out the genes involved in many types of cancers. And they'll be if they find these genes within the body, um, they can predict if the cancer will spread and what treatments will work best.
1: I think he found some really interesting um like uh ways that cancer stages are determined. I've never heard of them. Um, what I found was um all like I already mentioned was the um TNM um system. But I also found like CT scans, um MRIs, and ultrasounds and PET scans. Um, and they give information on where the cancer is and how big the cancer is. And then endoscopy exams are sometimes used to look for cancer. Um, and it's like a thin light tube that is put inside the body to look for cancer. And also, um, one thing that I found interesting was, I don't know if you found this, but um, there was a stage zero, um, according to some websites. I, I usually thought of it as like stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. And when I heard about stage zero, I thought maybe that meant like no cancer at all, but it... Um means that there is no cancer, but there are some cells that have the potential to become cancer. Did you find any information on that?
0: Yeah, I also found stage 0, which I didn't know what a thing, and I found that also Um, it's not considered as like a stage for many types of cancer, but for some it is, um, and it was just like, what I found about it was that it's just when the cancer is located in the area that it like formed in, and it hasn't like moved at all or spread at all, Um, And at this point, um, I think most doctors consider it precancerous because it's easily treatable and it hasn't really spread anywhere. Um, And yeah, and then I also found some information on like how and when staging was done. So there are like three different types that I found. There could be more, but what I found was clinical staging which is what it's done before any treatment. And this is when doctors use like past information that they already have, like that the patients have like physical exams, medical history, X-rays, imaging, scans, and biopsy results or diagnostic tests that they had previously. And then there's, bi- sorry, pathological staging. Um, and this is based off of some of the same info as clinical staging, but it also considers any information gained during surgery. But this is only used in cases where surgery was the first treatment used for cancer. Um, and then there's post-therapy staging, which is used in cases where s- surgery is not the first treatment, but other treatments are given before surgery. Um, usually to shrink the tumor or something like that. And those treatments are usually like radiation therapy or drug treatments. Um, And post-therapy staging can just help doctors to learn how well the treatments have worked in order to plan further treatment.
1: I found the same thing, um, that staging like helps the doctor a lot. um, And it just helps choose the type of surgery and whether or not the patient should use chemotherapy or radiotherapy. Mm -hmm. And um, some interesting things that I found. I think the idea of like the whole staging thing about cancer relates to like um, how cancer spreads and like how rapidly it spreads. And I found that um, some people, there's this um, thing where people believe that uh, cancer grows on sugar. And I feel, and I realized that there's no evidence for that. Another thing was hair dyes can also cause cancer, but there hasn't been any um, actual information that supports um, that idea. Although um, before 1980s, there was um, something that was linked to another disease, but not specifically cancer. And then another one was cancer spreads when exposed to air during surgery. And I feel like um, um, that's kind of like harmful in a way, because a lot of people, um, doctors may see that um, through staging, they found out that a patient would best option for the patient is to receive surgery and they may believe that the cancer may get worse um, if they go through surgery but I feel like it's uh, completely normal to feel like that especially after surgery
0: yeah and then um just like with what you're saying before like why like doctors do staging and how it's important um for treatments um I just want like more things about like that um Doctors can also use staging just to determine wh- if the cancer will come back or spread after original treatment, which is something I didn't really expect. Like I always thought it was um, something that was used like initially like when the cancer first started. But I think that's interesting um, that it's like, also used to see if it will come back. And then it'll, it can also help to forecast like the chance of recovery or the prognosis. Um, and it can just help to determine which cancer clinical trials may be available to people Um, And like you said, it can just see how well like a treatment will work and it can compare how well new treatments among large groups of people with the same diagnosis diagnosis will work.
1: Um, I think staging also helps with the idea like clearing up that fear that stage four of cancer is like uncurable. You can't do anything. There's no point of doing anything. I feel like with staging, um, not only does it help detect the cancer like earlier on, but also um, it gives you a way to communicate with your doctor on like, as you said, like the better treatments. Um, and it also clears up the misconception that like if you have stage for cancer, you're like fumed. Uh, Did you find any information specifically on um, how different um, the cancer stages are for different
0: types of cancer? Um, I found that most type of cancers, just like how I said before, like have four stages, but others also have stage zero Um, And then just like with what you're saying about like, it can help, um, like staging can help get rid of the fear that stage four cancer is like deadly and um, uncurable. Um, And I I found some things about stage four cancer and how, although like it is seen as the metastatic or most advanced cancer because it is spread to other organs or parts of the body and can help um, disturb like proper organ function. It's not always terminal and it can be cured. It just means that more aggressive treatment will be needed and more immediate treatment will be needed because at um, stage four, the cancer has progressed pretty far throughout all the stages. So, yeah. And then also, I guess I was kind of interested to see like at what stage cancer is usually discovered because I like um, hadn't really heard of I hadn't heard of stage zero before and I hadn't known if like that was possible for it to be discovered. At that stage, and there's not really a usual stage it's discovered, but typically it's discovered a little um, later than stage zero, um, because cancers can be present for months or years before detected, and there are also. Um, I also found that there are different types of staging systems for different cancers. So, like, even though there are the same stages for different cancers, like there's different type of staging symptoms. Um, so yeah. Um. I think
1: you brought up a good point that a lot of times, even like sometimes there may be tumors in the body and they're not detected often. Um, I th- I think that kind of correlates with like the idea that like cancer is exposed during surgery or something, but that's only because um, sometimes tumors do not appear on um, images that they've done before surgery. And then after-, after they operate on the person, they realize that there are more tumors. Um, I-, I think that's, sort of interesting
0: yeah and then I also found like with that I guess like how there can be multiple tumors I found that normally um in staging the question that's asked is like how large is the primary tumor because like the primary tumor um it's like where the tumor originally was located and then like how you're saying there can be different ones like um I found that those there's secondary ones which um just refer to other sites where the cancer has spread and like how are you saying it's not uncommon to identify the secondary tumors um from a cancer without being able to identify the original source which is why staging and just getting treatment for cancer um are very important because you have to be able to tell like where it is and if you can't tell where it is like you have to find like the best treatment for you uh
1: i think what you said was important like getting staging is important for better treatment. Um, and specifically on the idea like um, are, how cancer stages are different during each type of cancer. Um, I didn't really find any information on that, but I did find um, that like um, different cancers, like they progress differently, um, they spread rapidly at different rates. Um, and they have g- um, different genetic like differences between them, so I guess that could like um contribute to like how staging is done and how fast um, cancer can be detected.
0: Mm-hmm. And I also found that the staging system has been used for a while, like over seventy years it's been used, so it's very um trustworthy at that point. And then just some questions, like I found that people um online said that like patients should ask healthcare teams if they're interested in knowing like what stage you're at and also where their cancer is. Um, Some questions they can ask are what tests will I need to have to determine my cancer stage? What is the stage of cancer that I have? What does that mean? How did you determine the cancer stage? What is the cancer's grade? Um, Does the tumor have any genetic mutations? Are biomarkers used in determining the stage of my cancer or in defining the treatment? And if so, what are these Biomarkers, what are the results, and what does that mean? And then also, what does the stage, grade, and biomarking testing mean for my treatment plan or my prognosis?
1: Yeah, I think um, the questions that you just said, I think they're important to communicate with your doctor, especially like during the staging. Like patients probably have a lot of questions. Um, pertaining to like what stage of cancer they're in, um, what treatment is best for them. And I think
0: those type of questions, if you ask them to your doctor, will um, help you a lot. And then I guess like, um, I just found stuff defining each cancer stage. I feel like we've talked about them, but we haven't specifically said what each stage is. So um, just like what I found, stage zero is when cancer is located in an area that it formed. Stage one is when the cancer hasn't spread to lymph nodes or other tissues in the body, and it's contained within a smaller area. Stage two is when the cancer has grown, but hasn't spread throughout the body. Um, And then stage three is when the cancer has grown more and could have spread to other tissues in the body and lymph nodes, but it's not known for sure. Um, And then stage four, which is metastatic or advanced cancer, um, is when the cancer has spread to other areas of the body. And specifically, normally it spreads to organs. um, which can result in reduced oxygen supply and can affect vital organ function.
1: Well, I found the same thing, that stage one is, um, it's in small areas and it has spreads spread to lymph nodes. Stage two, it's grown, not spread. and stage three, it spreads lymph nodes, while stage four is like spread to organs in other areas of the body. Uh, I think that kind of relates to like, I guess for me, I thought, like around people around me, we've thought like, oh, as soon as you get cancer, stage one, um, cancer has spread uh, everywhere, you're doomed. Um, I feel like that's the type of logic that a lot of people have, but I feel like reading this like stage one, it's in a small area and it hasn't spread to lymph nodes. So I feel like um, you, you still have like um, a chance at battling cancer, even while in stage one, you're not completely doomed while you get cancer.
0: Yeah, and that's like especially why I think that talking about the stages and educating people on the stages is so important because a lot of the times just hearing the words cancer and hearing that you have cancer can be terrifying. And although uh, those feelings are although those feelings are valid, it's definitely important to consider like what stage you have and um, the different treatment methods that you can get right away. And uh, like cancer can be cured very easily. Um, it always depends on the stage, obviously. Like if it's an earlier stage it's obviously easier to cure but even if you're at stage four there's definitely still um, cures or treatments that you can look towards and there's definitely ways that your cancer can be cured <laughs> so just some like last things i learned um, i also think that cancer is always referred to by the stage it was given a diagnosis So even if the cancer gets worse, and maybe in that case would have progressed to a different stage, it's still always referred to the stage that it was given at diagnosis. Um, And yeah, and just new information about how cancer has changed over time just gets added to the original stage. So the stage doesn't change, even though the cancer might. And also some like pattern that I found on when doing a lot of my research, I found that stage um, zero was its own was like. Given its own definition, but stages one, two, and three were typically described, grouped together and described the same, just like how they, it, they just basically said that cancer is present. Um, just the higher the number, the larger the cancer tumor, and the more it has spread into nearby tissues. And then they just had stage four alone, just saying it had spread to like this and part of the bodies. So that's just something I found interesting. Um, yeah. Um,
1: so I found out that studio cancer actually started 100 years ago, and um, one thing that I found interesting was that the TNM um, classification was um, developed between 1943 and 1952, which um, I think is pretty recent, I would say, uh, because it's not that long ago, so I'm kind of interested now on like how specifically, um people from maybe like the 1800s and 1700s, like how they um,
0: classified cancer and how they dealt with cancer and how they staged cancer yeah that's definitely something really interesting so if you guys want to hear an episode about that in the future (laughs) definitely comment down below or something um but yeah so i guess just like going over what we learned today we learned about the different like stages of cancer stages zero through four um stage zero is when it's located in areas formed and stages one through three um or when when the cancer is usually contained within a smaller area and has had some growth um and then stage four is obviously like metastatic or advanced cancer Um, and yeah, and it's just really important to, when you find out that you have cancer to get staging done early, make sure to, even if, um, I think most doctors do it immediately, but make sure to just voice for yourself if that isn't the case, um, to make sure that your cancer is staged and you can find out more about, um, the stage it's at.
1: Um, I think what I found interesting for this episode and the research on it was that I finally got to understand what exactly the stages are. Um, I never like really understood stage two, stage three Stage two and stage three. It's more like, oh, stage four is like the worst one, and it's uncurable, basically, and you're doomed. But I feel like um, now that I'm realizing that state, with staging you can um, finally realize what treatments are best for you and then you're not exactly doomed for it. You still have treatment options. And I also realized um, how important staging really is, because without staging, we can't realize a lot of the factors, like what size the tumor is, um where it's spread to. And those factors like um, determine, like like they develop the entire system that we have today
0: on um, how to stage cancer. So now we'll be doing our shout outs. If you're interested in getting a shout out in our next episode, make sure to play our Gold Room Podcast trivia. Um, it happens every other Sunday on our Instagram at the Gold Rim Podcast on Instagram. Here's the shout outs. So this week's shoutouts are Academia Pedologica, Lexi Sabilia, Ashley.philip, K.P.28 dot twenty-eight underscore, Ange underscore beauty Nadia Ditto underscore, Alexis Dominique underscore, Cure underscore twenty-two, Harini P, Shreya.bataretti, Iza underscore santoyo O four Watermelon underscore wisdom, Nikki 20 underscore, JS Holy One underscore Ava Shop, Daniela Vilas underscore, Gabby C underscore, Scarlet dot LZ, and K underscore Mater. And just like to end the episode off, um, if you or someone you know are looking to support childhood cancer patients and help them to experience a better childhood but are stuck on how, Cancer Goods First may be the answer for you. <laughs> cancer Gets First is a nonprofit organization started by high schooler Olivia Zhang that aims to improve the childhoods of cancer patients. Through volunteer work, donations, fundraising, and the creation of this podcast, those working with Cancer Kids First work to further its mission. If you're interested, go to www.cancerkidsfirst.org/get-involved to get involved.
1: Another way to support the mission of Cancer Kids First is to listen to this podcast and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at The Gold Room Podcast and Twitter at TGR underscore on air. You can also get in touch with us through our email, the Gold Room Podcast at gmail.com. Episodes will be airing two times a month. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of the Gold Room Podcast. If you have any ideas for or want to be involved with future episodes, make sure to check out our link in our Instagram bio. Have a nice day
0: and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye! <laughs>